What's going on, everybody? Mike Stevenson back. Just finished. Today is Friday. Just finished a pod with Mitchie Boy talking some hoops. Also just released a pod um, with Mike and Mike, Michael Simmons, Mike Stewart on the NFL weekend. The one that just passed and the one that's coming up. Wow, is all I have to say about those games. Uh, that's our third one in a row for the NFL podcast. We're getting into a good rhythm. The boys are flowing right now. The Mike, Mike, and Mike, not enough of us. Uh, so that was a ton of fun. I always say that. Um, if you haven't listened to that one, check it out. And uh, and thank you for listening. Me and Mitch break down a lot of topics, mainly Harden and Kyrie, Brooklyn, Steve Nash, Kevin Durant, Dinwiddie, Karis LeVert, everything that's happened in that organization, I don't think anybody could have ever predicted. Maybe a little bit with the controversy surrounding Kai D. Um, so we get into that a little bit of about mine and uh, Mitch's ongoing bets. I'm down, but uh, when I made the bet, plus 700 for LaMelo Ball, looking pretty good right now. Looking pretty good. Uh, then we go over a little bit of our Raptors and where they should go. I'm somewhat torn split i think i need to see about 10 more games and then it's time to pull the plug or make a push and then about philadelphia 76ers and really how joel Embiid has really come on not come on to the scene of course we've always known joel Embiid is amazing but he's having the greatest year of his, his career and it's I, I think either him or him kd or Jokic, uh maybe in that order for mvp in the early race so a lot of good stuff here nba's uh NBA is uh, very spicy right now. A lot of great games, a lot of interesting scores and uh, quote-unquote upsets. You know, when the Knicks are, if the playoffs started today and the Knicks are in the playoffs, something's up. Uh, but it's good to see New York. I think the NBA is better when New York is good. Because I know I thoroughly enjoy when I first grew up watching basketball. I love those old Knicks rivals. That was arguably some of the funnest basketball I've ever seen, obviously, against the Bulls. Um, but also against the Miami Heat. If you've never watched any of those series, go back. Take a YouTube clip back. The Allen Houston, Tim Hardaway uh, battles were were great. Uh, Latrell Sprewell. Whew. Whew. And Ewing. I forgot how good Ewing is. Go go back. Go look at him in Georgetown. And a lot of people think about the old Ewing that was very slow. And even later later New York uh New York days. He got he's definitely slowed down with those bad knees. But if you go back and watch some of those old Ewing tapes. Um, tapes. I'm dating myself now. Whoa. Whoa. Um, Patrick Ewing's the man. Patrick Ewing is Ziman. But that's what we got going on. We're going to get right into the podcast. It's about an hour. And uh, it's always good catching up with Mitch. Um, great guy. Love talking hoops with him. So this is a lot of fun. So if you haven't checked out Instagram, Facebook, check it out if you want. Go see what's going on. I post some funny stuff here. People send me videos. I like putting up new videos, trying to learn how to edit some videos and just have some fun with it. And uh, if you haven't uh, ranked this podcast and you want to or share, like, subscribe, all that stuff, do it. Do it. If you don't, that's okay too. But if you get, if you see it, just press the button. Um, and that's about it. So as I said, lots of NBA stuff coming up. A few other things coming next week. Check out mine, Mike, and Mike's NFL pod. Until then, enjoy the pod. Peace. Not enough mics. You want to get started? Yeah, sure. It's good that we can uh, we can get back and uh, and do this. I know I ran long <laughs> last week with, with the <laughs> with the other pod, but uh, catching up now. I saw a funny thing, Mitch, that made me think of it about you. Uh, when when Donald Trump came in, 
and uh, it's a joy. <laughs> where you're going with that. What's that? I'm intrigued where you're going with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it said uh, when, when Biden took over offices for like all food and beverage people, Biden comes in and then he's just like, he's got a quote, holy fuck, who closed last night? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> what, a, what a disaster, right? What a disaster. Yeah, it was good. It was good. So me and Mitch are back, NBA chatting. Um, lots of stuff going on in the NBA, lots of stuff going on in the sports world um, uh, that we're going to talk about. A lot of trades. If you've been living under a rock, uh, there's a whole Kyrie Harden situation with Brooklyn that I don't think has really gone away yet, and it's just going to get a little bigger. So we're going to get into that in a bit. But I want to get into some non-NBA stuff. So I know you haven't watched Game of Thrones. I sent you this over, and you sent me a note back going, I haven't watched Game of Thrones, which yeah. first off is okay. Second off, you should. Because it's a fantastic yeah, show. It's- I'm I'm at that point where I might be slowly closing into the time where I finally watch it. But I'm one of those people who, like, I don't know how long ago did that come out. Probably pretty close, like a decade. Yeah, yeah, I guess yeah. 2009, 2010. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like at that time, everyone was telling me I had to watch this show. So then, out of spite, I just decided I wasn't going to watch that show. So that's all I want. That's all I got. I got nothing else but that. Yeah, that's fair. I I got gotcha. you. Yeah. I got. I'm I'm like that I, with I just, some. And then, and then it gets to the point where, like, even if I wanted to, and it's like four or five seasons in, or three or four seasons in, then there's just too much has happened. Everyone's talking about. It. I'm like, well, I don't want to be the guy who's got like three episodes in this whole thing and asking all these stupid questions. Like, I don't want to do that. So, and I figured then at that point, I figured I'm either going to go my entire life without watching this thing, or I'm going to do what I did, kind of with like inadvertently with like The Wire or The Sopranos, just kind of wait till it kind of like isn't cool anymore and kind of is making a comeback on somewhere and then watch it then. I gotcha. You yeah. kind of have the hipster mentality with, uh, with, with game of Thrones on. I get, I don't know. I don't I'm like it being called that. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> You're the furthest thing from a hipster. Not that there's anything wrong with hipsters. You're hip. You're hip. You're not a hipster. But the reason why I bring up game of Thrones is that I'm introducing Callie to game of Thrones and I'm trying to get her to watch it. And the trade off was that I would watch, yeah. Um, Bridgerton, the first season of Bridgerton, which is actually a really good show. Uh, but the trade-off is that she would watch uh, season one with me. And you, I'm sure you've heard Winter is Coming, right? Have you heard that yeah, expression? Sure. Winter, Winter is Coming. So it's a big theme throughout uh, Game of Thrones. So I'm going to ask you, would you trade two harsh winters, like you have 24 months straight of winter yeah. for five years of summer? Because in that show, in that show, that's what they talk about. It just get it goes winter, dark, cold for like three years. But I was thinking, you know, what I would I trade that? Winter. Yeah. I I don't think so. No, I am. No, I don't know. The winter's too much for me. If you told me like two years of really shitty, like eight month winters, and I still get a little bit of like grass to see, then maybe. I just like being on the water and like, I, I couldn't do 24 straight months of snow. I couldn't do it. Couldn't do it? No. Even for the reward of, of five straight years of snow. Why, why can't I just go on vacation or move somewhere hot then? It's not the question. <laughs> <laughs> this, is my, this is my question. <laughs> okay, well, well, 
what are those what does that like seven year span look like if I'm not choosing either of those things? It looks like normal. It looks like Canada with okay. four different seasons. Yeah. You yeah. yeah. Well I'm taking I'm taking Canada. So, so you wouldn't do it. Okay, interesting because uh the guys I was talking to Mike and Mike on the football show, all three of us said we would. Callie said she wouldn't just because she couldn't handle the the winter. And I understand that. And you're saying, uh no, what about what if we upped it to six years of summer? How many years of summer would you need to have in a row in order to take those two years? Of I don't think it's about the summer for me. It's about the length of the winter. Okay. Because the summer I'll get sick of too. Okay. Like around here, it's yep. too hot. I don't want. To, I don't need to be sitting at a patio table and sweating through my shirt, like having a beer. It doesn't make sense to me. That annoys me too. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair yeah. too. That's fair too. Okay. Like, I'd be so. Yeah, I wouldn't want that. If I'm gonna do that, why don't I just go live in Florida? It's very, it's, it's very true. It's very true. There's probably not a, you know, there's probably not as good as Mexican restaurants as the one you have down in Florida. So you'd probably miss that. Yeah, sure. Spe- speaking of which, how long, how long, uh, that you gave me that sauerkraut and I found it in my fridge. Sauerkraut doesn't really expire for a long time. Does no, it? Fine. No, it's good. Yeah, it's good. Okay. I was going to make some fish tacos and add a little, yeah, go for it. A little spice on there. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. So yeah. you're f- four seasons, four seasons are good, aren't they? That's what she was saying that, uh, she enjoyed the four seasons, likes having the transition and I do too, but I think I would sacrifice it merely for me would be just be for golf purposes. Yeah, that's fair. I do get that. Yeah. One interesting point that my buddy brought up, he's like, it matters where in the country you live. So like if you lived in like Whistler, Banff, Lake Louise, and yeah. where the snow actually, quote unquote, kind of serves a purpose, it might uh, it might be a little bit better. Yeah, definitely. Then you just snowboard. Or I guess that'd be different too. Like to me, I'm not like I don't do anything in the in the snow. Like I, I've skied like twice in my life. Mm-hmm. We live in like where we live. Like you said, in terms of where you are, I don't know. I mean, I used to get to get out and go to some of the city parks and when they had rinks and play a bit of hockey, but it's not like I'm amped up for anything particular in outdoor sports in the winter. Yeah. I for summer, like I love golf and love being on the water. I can go fishing a couple of times. Like, I, I don't know. I'd, you can play basketball outside. I love going out to just find the hoop and shooting. And so there's a lot, well, I guess what am I doing? I'm just like, I'm just arguing my point, aren't I? <laughs> I, think I, I, think, I think you are. It's great. There's no right answer. There's no, yeah. uh, there's no right answer. Do you ski or snowboard when you go? Ski? I, I've, I literally have skied twice in grade seven and grade eight. Okay. And okay. I was yeah. going to say, because you are a big boy, for those of you who have <laughs> never met Mitch. Mitch is like, what, how tall are you, six, seven? Yeah. Six, seven, <laughs> a big boy. So I, if I could see you flying down a hill, I would get out of the way because <laughs> that would be a lot of force <laughs> going down the hill. Okay. Well, that's, uh, that's interesting. Um, <laughs> I would take the, I would take the summers, but there's no right answer. There's no, I right... have to ask everyone my question today. Now that I see. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be curious. Ask them, see, like what, see what they say. So yeah. we're going to get into some hoops, uh, but we got yeah. to the most important questions, the hypotheticals, <laughs> of course, <laughs> the really engaging <laughs> questions. We're going to talk about some hoops. We're going to get into a few things. Um, some of those topics we're going to cover. Uh, we're going to talk some Kobe, uh, as today is the date of his um, 81 points against Toronto. And then some recent trades and potential trade rumors. Raptors, Jokic leading the lead, league in assists. And then, of course... Perfect. Kyrie, James, yeah. Harden, James Harden situation. So, God. yeah. So we're going to start with that. We're going to start with uh, Kyrie. So what? What I have here is where do we start? So first and foremost, I want to say this about Kyrie: is that if it's a mental health issue, 
you know, because we're going to say some things that are probably knock his character here uh, yeah, on, sure. on on this pod. So we got to, I want to preface this by saying that what, what we're saying is based on not just what's happened in the last two weeks, but as basketball fans like me and you are watching him over his career. And we've seen yeah. it, you know, this is the proverbial straw that broke the camel's back is almost what's happening right now. So when we give him some of these heart, I, I'll speak for myself, of course, and we'll let you see what you think. But I think we're, we think somewhat similar on this is that, you know, it's not just something that you're just, uh, we're just talking about recently. It's a, it's a whole kind of canvas that he's painted, uh, which allows us to have an opinion. And guess what? That's what, that's what sports is about. We, yeah. the, the regular person probably doesn't care too much about this, but Hey, we do. And that's why we're chatting about it. So timeline, we're going to start from, we're going to start from the present and then move backwards. So January 5th, Kyrie, uh, plays Utah, scores 29 points. Great game. He's been playing so well. Next day, Jan- or sorry, two days later, Kyrie misses a game on January 7th due to personal reasons. The 10th, he finally gets in, in touch with Steve Nash. So yeah. uh, January 5th was his last game. The 10th, five days later, he, goes, he disappears. January 11th, he's ruled out against Denver. And then he's spotted. So he's now he's saying when he talked to Steve Nash, he's out for personal reasons. And Nash just looks clueless as to what they're talking about. But... <laughs> He's out, can't play basketball, can't go to work, can't do anything, but he's spotted at uh, a nightclub with his sister for her birthday. So it seems like he's really shaken up about his personal issues and he can't go to work, but he can go out to a club. So he was therefore fined uh, both by the league and by the team um, for COVID um, protocol. And so then we know what happened. Massive trade, won't get into the details, but January 13th, that's traded for James Harden. This sparked the quote from Stephen A. Smith, quote, clearly you don't want to play basketball bad enough, Smith said, in the lengthy trade on ESPN's first take. Kyrie Irving has not prioritized basketball. I'm not saying he doesn't want to play together. I'm saying he hasn't prioritized it. How fair is it that, how fair is this to Brooklyn? How fair is this to Sean Marks? How fair is this to Steve Nash, a coach that has endorsed bringing him on board? How fair is this to his brother, Kevin Durant? And quote, but even now, James Harden. So, Kyrie has caused quite the kerfuffle in Brooklyn. Where do you stand on, based on what we, what I just wrote out there and his position with Brooklyn right now? What's your take on this? Um, I guess I think of it from a couple different standpoints. One is, like you said, it's come like as a fan, and as someone who, especially watching how the NBA has kind of changed in the last. Well, let's say since the Jordan days, but even the last since the salary cap things, where everyone's making insane amount of money to play basketball, and I just think like like you said, if it's mental health things, I don't I don't even think that like that's, I'm fine with personal reasons or personal issues being a title of something, but and and without disclosing exactly what it is, but like you said, like and even for him, so for a while there, people were saying, well, it was around the time that all the stuff with the capital and the states happened. If that- it's for if it's for um, like social action too, again, like I'll respect that um, because I really love that the players doing more than just being athletes thing. I think it's, it's it's a really important thing. But at the same time, it's just there's no connection for that or your own mental health issues with then being at your sister's party breaking COVID rules and on top of that, just not giving your coach or your organization any heads up. 
the disconnect there just seems like it makes no sense to me. You can't be that, you can't have that much <clears throat> awareness without being aware in any way, if that makes sense. For it just sure. seems like he's playing one role to the public and then is just kind of like, like acting like, like an adult to the public or, or wants to be portrayed as an adult, but then is acting like a child on a team where he's making one of the highest salaries. Like, I don't, I don't know why you can't just, I don't know, can you not just do both? Are there not a lot of players in the league who are able to do both? <laughs> to manage your time as a professional athlete while making $35 million and also do good for the community and be, be present. Like I, there's that side of it for me. And then on the other side of it for me, like is the teammate side of it is being in that mm. locker room. And I have quite like, I don't know. I think they already looked worse <laughs> when the three of them played versus when Harden and Durant played together. I know it's a small sample size, but they got two games in together, looked pretty comfortable and happy. And then Kyrie came back and I know they still all played pretty decently, but they lost. And, uh, and I just think like, how do you, I just, how do you the the lack of accountability and like how do you know like you go through these long seasons together and these long careers but mostly you get to teams where you think you can build off something and and just to have someone that you have no idea when or if they're going to flake out like do you think it's ever going to happen I mean having said that I was gonna say do you think that ever is going to happen on a LeBron team like I guess Kyrie just saved it up until he wasn't with LeBron anymore probably too scared shitless of ever doing that to LeBron mm. but. I don't know. Like, if, yeah, if I'm Kevin Durant, I guess if I'm Kevin Durant, James Harden, I'm thinking, well, at least we still believe we can do it just together if he takes off again. But, but on the other side of it, they have something they could do really special, kind of Golden State style that seems like who knows if it's actually going to happen. And the funny thing is, we were worried about, at the start of the year about that team because of injuries. And now that's, I, I haven't even thought about any of them getting injured in however long because of all this shit. <laughs> it's, it's so true. It's so true. One of the things that stuck out to me that you just said is that there's other players who also ha- do a lot of charity work, do a lot yeah. to ha- do a lot to other people. There's what, there's 30 teams in the NBA. There's an average of 15 to 20 guys. So they call that what 600 players in the league. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not saying that, and I completely agree. With it. It's not what Kyrie's doing is not a great thing for the league. But can you not schedule yourself accordingly? Yeah. Like, I get that you might have personal issues and it might have bothered you. Sure, if you want to take a day off, go ahead, take the day off, yeah. do what you need to do. Communicate though, communicate to people. Like, we know, okay, if you want us to know that you're a good guy and you care this much, no problem. Communicate with people. You have a responsibility when you sign that contract. To do that, 600 other NBA guys, I guarantee that every single player has some sort of charity in the league that they do. But Kyrie, I feel like he's out here trying to say, like, he cares more. You know, yeah, I care sure. more I care more about this stuff. I want I want this this uh, little bit of attention. And you're right, there's there's two sides to this. There's two there's very much two sides. So I was on the Ringer NBA Facebook page and we just started chatting back and forth. And a lot of people had great points, whether they were in, in favor of mine or, or opposed to mine. I, I they're really some some good spots. So the pro the pro to it or pro Kyrie right now, the people are saying, Oh, he's an artist. You know, he's an artist, he's abstract, you know, he should be able he should be able to do this. Who cares about who cares about work? Uh, he's out there helping people. And then the con- and then the other side to that are people saying, well, guess what? He signed the contract and he wouldn't have yeah. this, he wouldn't have this platform to, uh, to use 
if he didn't have basketball. So it's like, you know, he's trying to put the, the carriage in front of the horse here a little bit, which uh, just doesn't necessarily work. And so I think you need to really need to separate it. I compared, I likened it to a little analogy where here, Kyrie, you're a home builder. I sent this, I sent this over to yeah, you. Yeah. Thank you for reading because some of my other buddies are like, fuck you. I'm not reading this. This is too long, but it's like you say, Hey, I'm this great home builder. I want to build you a home. Okay. We made all these plans, designs, you know, I got all the contractors coming in. Okay. Take the money. And now I'm going to fuck off because I'm going to go help uh, my sister bad example my sister in, in cancer research oh oh i thought we just uh, decided that you're going to build my house oh yeah yeah but guess what i'm not going to talk to you for a week oh really <laughs> oh really but that that doesn't work like i admire what you're doing but yeah. we made we made a deal so i think when people need to look at that it, it needs to be in on on two separate two separate sides of the spec of the spectrum there yeah i also think like like, like you said, like, even if you, and I know it's kind of weird to try to compare their lives to ours sometimes, mm-hmm. but where's the, accountability, where's the accountability of a, like, where does that happen in any other, like, workplace? Mm-hmm. And and at what point, like, what point did you forget how lucky you are to do what you do? Like, am I, like, as you were saying all that, all I could think of was Steve and Ann was like, I agree, just retire. Or just, or just sign, like, a one-year deal so that you can take the next year off. And if you want to come back and the team wants to take a chance on you, then fine. But don't, you can't do it this way. Like, if it's not enough for you, you've made enough money, you're doing whatever, then fine. But if you remember that you get to, like, same with, not to the same extent, but some of these guys sometimes, like, the lack of awareness. Like, is it George Hill who's been whining about the yes. COVID stuff? Yes, Then don't fucking play, George Hill. I'm sorry, George Hill. Like, do you forget, like, look around the world and what's happening right now, and you get a paycheck to play a game you love. That's the, that's the end of it. That's the bottom line. I don't give a shit about all these, like, Oh, we got to talk to the media. Oh, we got to go sign so and so. It doesn't matter. You made that choice. And at the end of the day, you're getting to live out the childhood dream of fucking millions of people who will never get a fucking chance to do that. Yeah. So just enough. Like, and that's what I feel like it's a different situation with Kyrie, but at the same time, if this isn't the life you want, like, if you can't find a balance to, to uphold your um, side of the contract, of your contract that you signed and with what you want to do and you want it to be more based on what you want to do in like a social justice sort of forum, then just go do that. Like you've obviously made enough money and you're fine and you want a championship, then just go do that. But enough with this shit. Like the back and forth of it is just ridiculous. It is. And if you want us to respect you, like people respect Colin Kaepernick, whether you agree with his stance or not, but Colin, Colin Kaepernick put it all on the line. He yeah. knew he wasn't yeah. playing. He well, he was playing, of course, at the time, but he knew the hand that he was going to be dealt, and it's you know that's an atrocious situation. What happened with him, of course, but you know you got to respect the guy. He did take a stance. And he didn't have Kyrie money, and, and he did not have Kyrie <laughs> money, and he lost a right. lot of money. But you know he continues to do it. And you're right. If you want to do this, Kyrie, even though I'm not a fan of you, I really sports dislike you. Um, Go, go do it, and I would admire you for doing that. I would admire anybody, any athlete who is going to help their community, their people, whatever it might be. Go ahead. Like, you got my you got my full, full support, but like you said, where's the balance? Where, yeah. where, where, are these, uh, where are these responsibilities? And one big thing I would, I think about, too, if I'm his teammate. So I'm Kevin Durant. Yeah. I just missed out on the 2019 NBA Finals because I was injured. Go Raps. Yeah. Last year, <laughs> didn't play the entire year. 
and now he's coming back off an Achilles. So Kevin Durant's not sitting here like he's 22 years old saying, oh, you know, I I still got some years. I can still win another title. No, these guys, all these NBA guys are, their their careers are almost in dog years. You know, they want to, they want to win the title now. They want to win the title yesterday. And if I'm looking, if I'm KD looking at, at uh, Kyrie, I'm saying, get your shit together, man. Because before we know it, we're going to be 70 games into the season and the playoffs are just going to be right around the corner. We need to be ready for teams like Milwaukee, teams like the Lakers, if they're lucky enough to get that far. So uh, the responsibility, not only to yourself, yes, um, when you sign that contract, but also, and like you said, your, your, your responsibility towards your, your teammates, towards your coach, towards your organization, because there are people that rely on you. There's people that rely on you um, in the in the front office, the trainers. Everything is structured around you, just like the house analogy. You know, yep. oh well, we, we're not gonna. Here's your house, but you're not gonna have windows. Well, that's great. I'm not gonna win house of the year, and we're not gonna win our title if we don't have windows. Bad, bad, perhaps bad example there, but you know, this kind of goes along the basis. So some other instances um that that happened with Kyrie as we said at the top there that you know this isn't just one thing that's happened um so he's unhappy so he going back to his Cleveland days he was unhappy with in Cleveland and then he wanted his own team basically forced his way um out of Cleveland to Boston which was (laughs) not a very good situation went to Boston and on the first night in Boston he gets out in front of everybody like the Messiah he's like I'm gonna be a Celtic for life and then like a month later refuses to to sign an extension everybody's like what what do you mean i thought you just got in front of everybody and said that you want to be a celtic for life yeah you know i just said that uh maybe that maybe that's not true um then he got injured and basically disappeared was cancerous in the locker room you know a lot of bad publicity and you know the boston media is not uh not very kind uh, to Supreme Madonna's and they torched him and they continue to torch him. Um, he also said that the earth was flat, uh, as well, whether you believe in that or not, or disagree or, or agree, that's a whole other, um, effect, but it, it, a whole other thought. It comes to me with thinking that Kyrie doesn't understand the, the cause and effect of what he says. He doesn't yeah. understand context or his platform that he has. For example, he says, uh, we, you know, when Steve Nash got hired and then there's a, him and KD on a podcast, ah, we don't need a coach. Me and KD can yeah. coach. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. okay, like everybody needs a coach. As I mentioned before, Tiger Woods needs a coach and he's the greatest golfer. He's Butch, Butch Harmon, you know, yeah. and then all the, the media will get upset about him. And he's like, oh, the meat. Now he'll blame it on the media. Well, no, Kyrie, we all have ears and a brain. We can hear exactly what you said. To another quote that he said, he's like, I finally have a teammate who can tr- who I can trust to take the last <laughs> shot. Okay, Kyrie, we all know you played with LeBron. Don't blame this on the media trying to misconstrue your words. We are listening to exactly what you said. You're not the smartest guy in the room. We know exactly yeah. what you're saying based on here. So I don't understand. I don't think whether he doesn't understand cause and effect or he just doesn't give a shit about cause and effect. I choose to believe that he doesn't understand it. And I choose to believe that he actually does give a shit about what he says. Yeah, I think if he didn't give a shit, then he wouldn't end up sitting there and defending himself, like saying that he wasn't specifically talking about any one player or person. <laughs> the best is that, like, after there's there those interviews, like, I can't remember what it was. There was I, I just remember LeBron got a chance to talk a lot, there, and they had a bunch of different interviews with players. It was pretty open and honest, like, right after the championship. And LeBron was just kind of like, yeah, he's like, I, I obviously know he was talking about me. Like, did everyone else not know he was talking about me? Like, 
and it hurts. Like, what do you want me to say? Yeah, that sucks. But I mean, I just got another ring. So how's Brooklyn? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how this um, comes together. We saw them play the other night, Harden with another triple-double, two out of three nights, which is insane. Broke the uh, first guy to ever score a triple-double um, on his first night with a new team. Pretty pretty yep. damn impressive. Um, Kyrie ended up taking twice as many shots when they were all together, which is uh, which will be interesting to watch uh, as they go forward. <laughs> so ultimately with, Ky- ultimately with Kyrie, I am I am – you know, again, and you you made a great point there. You can't compare um, basketball players to a regular job. We just can't because yeah. you know, getting uh, Kyrie is more like, you know, he still brings value. Like I, if you're just, yeah. you know, if you're nothing wrong with this, but if you're bagging groceries at at No Frills and you just leave, well, you're you're easily replaceable. Whereas Kyrie, he is one of the most talented. He could be potentially the best point guard in the NBA. If his head's if his head's on straight, so that that argument almost doesn't hold too much weight. But at the same time, you still hold those responsibilities to your coaches, to your players, and really to the league uh, to not not make yourself look like quite the donkey that he has. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> what a guy! What a guy. and he just went to Duke. He went to Duke, so that kind of sums uh, a lot of the stuff up for me. <laughs> yeah. Which leads us, which leads us into. The three of them now coming together, and if and if they'll mesh, we saw in that, in that game that they they did mesh quite well. They all played quite well, but they ended up losing to Cleveland uh, yeah. in, in double in double overtime. And it begs me the question: Who takes a back seat? A la Bosch, Kevin Love, Clay Thompson, Ray Allen, as we've seen in teams in the past. Who yeah. out of these three guys? How do you see it fitting? Who's the LeBron? Who's the Wade? Who's the Bosch? Uh, I mean, I feel like KD has to be your number one. Mm-hmm. I agree. That seems like there's no question there. Also, he's having a ridiculous season considering he hasn't played basketball in two years, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I guess I kind of feel like uh the Bosch kind of has to be hardened. And I don't know. I I guess I'll say it because of two reasons. One. Well, maybe a couple of reasons. One, he's the new guy in. Even though, I'll be honest with you, I bet you him and Durant are having a lot more, uh, are a lot tighter in the locker room than Durant and Kyrie are, especially at this point. Um, but also, maybe because like of a fear of Kyrie being too fragile to not be the guy. Mm-hmm. Like, I, he clearly can't not be the guy. Even on that Cleveland team, you could argue that like who was the one and two with him and LeBron? I guess to some extent, in terms of scoring, I'd say probably Kyrie. Mainly because LeBron didn't care; he still scored, but I mean, he just did whatever he had to do, whatever night it was. Whereas Kyrie is, is a scorer to me, mm-hmm. um, and I've kind of bought into the fact that maybe Harden's even as good a scorer as he is. I think he's actually a pretty good passer, and maybe can do more in that respect. I don't think any of them have the mentality that Bosch or Kevin Love have. Or had and like can play that role to that extent, but if he had to do that, I'd say I'd say my my pick for it would be Harden. What about you? Well, the I guess the question, yeah, yeah, I I would go the other way actually with that. Yeah. So I, I want to ask you another question too. Who do you think is better, Harden or Kyrie? Um, 
I don't know. I mean, I, my instincts are just they harden, and I don't know why. I mean, part of it's probably because I really just don't like Kyrie. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I guess, I don't, I don't know. I guess in my head, like, what all three of them offer is scoring. And I feel like it's a weird – usually there's a bit more balance to some extent. And I guess maybe with Kyrie handling the ball more, and I'm not saying him and Harden are, are good passers, but I guess I feel like their main strength for each of the three of them is scoring. Yeah. And um, – I don't know. I, yeah, I guess I'd say I'll say Harden is better. Harden. Yeah, yeah. I would go the other direction. We're saying, and I agree with you. KD, KD's the the alpha. It's KD's team. I think we can. Yeah. It's KD's team. But Kyrie hasn't been there that long, and I would go the I would go the other way, where I would say that Kyrie's got to be the Bosch. I don't think he needs to take as much as a a back seat as Bosch did. Why? Because he can yeah. facilitate. He can put the ball in the hole. But I think where the the lineups where they need to switch the lineups is obviously they'll all start them, but they need to play him as almost like a six man, where they get they let those three guys right off the hop cook, and then sub Kyrie out, leave Harden, and um, leave Harden and KD on the floor, um, because the three of them on the floor together I don't think is going to work if predominantly unless it's the last five minutes of the game, of course. Yeah. But if you can get as as uh, we all know that they all have the ball in their hands, so if you can get Kyrie or sorry, KD and Harden out there at the same time, Harden can still facilitate. Harden's like as you mentioned, Harden's a great passer. Kevin, Kevin Durant is arguably their greatest scorer in the league, probably top five of all time. Um, they, I think they have some some cohesiveness already ingrained in them from the OKC days, where they can really yeah. mesh. And then when you sub those guys out or the start of the second corner, you let Kyrie go in there with a the second unit with the ball in his hands, and then you just let him go crazy. And then that'll allow him to kind of feel that he's free, kind of feel that he kind of can own the game, and then kind of sub accordingly. But also, you know, keep the same probably thirty five minutes uh, for all of them together. I think that's might be what I would think would be the way that could keep them happy because will do they have that in them to take to make that sacrifice? I don't know. I don't know. I know Bosch did. I know Wade did. Yeah. Wade put his hands up when LeBron came to Miami. He was just like, okay, you know, I, I'm Dwayne Wade. This is Miami is my team. But you know what? LeBron is better than me. And that was very classy, just like uh, Steph Curry and Clay Thompson did when KD came into Golden State. Nobody, everybody knows it's 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 Steph's team, and even to a lesser degree, Clay's team. But they were such great teammates. By yeah, everything that we've seen from Harden and Kyrie, we haven't seen their ability to be able to embrace that type of role. And I'm very very curious going forward if that's going to work. I think that if you look at I not I think your idea is the best way that you could if you could coach them and actually like get it to that point. Yeah, that'd be the best case situation for them. I don't. I think Kyrie has too much of an ego for that one, and he like the reason he wanted out of Cleveland was to have his own team. And then he, he just, but then I know it's kind of counterproductive or like hypocritical when he ends up going to team up with KD. Maybe he realizes he can't just do it by himself in Boston. I suppose is at the time. But if you look also if you look at all the guys you just talked about going places and the guys who took back seats to it, uh, they, all the guys who took back seats hadn't won a championship yet. So they were willing to go do anything, go joining rosters with a bunch of guys who had already won, right? Mm-hmm. Other, sorry, other than, um, other than KD being the main guy in Golden State and Steph and Clay taking a seat, but they already had their championships. So they're like, okay, well, Good that's point. fine. 
Good point. Same with Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade says there's like, you know what? Like, I got LeBron coming, but I already have a championship. Like, I want to get Bosch and and uh, and LeBron these rings. Fine. And then, but at this point, that's why I think the mentality. The only one who really, I mean, I think Kevin Durant wants to win, but I think James Harden realizes like he needs that on his resume, and the other guys already have one. So I, that's why I don't. I don't know if I feel like Kyrie will. <clears throat> Either Kyrie has to be like a Clay and a and a Steph, which he isn't, <laughs> and be like, "Well, I'm take I'm gonna be do what this team does needs to win and get James Harden a ring," or it's James Harden who comes in being like, "Listen, like this was here before I got here, as brief as it was, and I need to do what I need to do just so I can get a chance at that." But yeah, yeah, it's I don't, it's, it's very... about, I don't think the rest, I don't think they have it. The rest of the roster is good enough, though, to be honest with you at this point. I don't know if they are. And you know, and you know better than anybody, it's all about matchups. You know, if they yeah, if they make sure. it to the finals, who's guarding who's guarding Anthony Davis? Yeah. You know, I'm guessing KD will guard LeBron for majority of the time, but who's who's guarding Davis? Nobody. You cannot stop that guy. Um and you're right with regards to the championship uh uh mentality. You're right. Harden doesn't have that. And Harden's yeah. gonna come in hungry. <laughs> See what I did there? Uh, he did. <laughs> he doesn't look like he's hungry, actually. But, <laughs> but basketball-wise, uh, he's going to be very hungry. And the shelf life for these guys, and we've seen windows. We've seen championship windows open, and we've seen them close. We've seen them close very quickly. And I think New, if, and I think Brooklyn, knowing that they had Durant last year, they've already wasted a year. Obviously, his injury, but they've already wasted a year with him. And they knew they wanted to get this deal done because, as I mentioned. You have sometimes two or three years where this championship window is, is open, and then all of a sudden, it's gone, and it's gone really I, quick. I don't even know. Like, how many years did Kyrie sign for there? <clears throat> two, I believe. Do you remember? Two. Like, I, I honestly think that this could be it for him. And I'll say that also because do you not think – I know there's all that stuff that happened, like, right at the same time in Houston with where it was kind of like the last draw, but you don't think that Kyrie doing what he did in January caused Kevin Durant to go to the front office and be like, hey, guys, like, Remember that whole idea of getting James Harden like three weeks ago or a month ago? Maybe we should do that now if you guys want to win because who the fuck knows if Kyrie's going to show up. Yep. And I think that that, like, that alone, like, I don't know, like you're Kyrie, you literally walk back to the locker room and now all of a sudden you have James Harden and you know James Harden and Kevin Durant are buzz. Like, I, I could see that souring real quick. If they don't win this year, even if they do, actually. I don't know. I don't think Kyrie's going to be in Brooklyn that long. I don't think so. Do you think Kyrie, he signed a four-year, $141 million deal in 2019. Do you think Kyrie makes it the, the year? Or do you think they get tired of him and trade him? <clears throat> not unless they get really bad. If they if they are like somehow not, if those three guys stay healthy and get a chance to play together and it's just not working halfway through the season and they realize that they've lost Levert now and Dinwiddie's hurt and they need, and they got rid of Allen and they need something else, um, then I guess so. But I, I don't know. At this point, like, I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know what else they would try to improve upon other than a, a big man, unless you wanted, I guess James Harden could run the point. Like, I need those guys to run the point, but I think he, I think he stays. Yeah. I think, yeah. I, th- I think he does as well. Let me see it through. Just with the relationships that he has, I, th- I, for what I hear, he's got a pretty strong relationship with KD, and uh, KD yeah. seems to be KD. Um, on the other hand, has been quite quiet, and he's been kind of going about his business. And uh, I think he's averaging thirty points a game this year. His stats are unreal. He's missed some 
some he's I think he's missed three game winners. Not that they were easy shots, but there's been three occasions where that that record could be another three games if he just hits those uh, those mid range jumpers. So if it was me, it's an easy decision for me. I trade him and I get a lot of pieces uh, for yeah. him that that help you win, especially with that Lavert injury. Um, I sh- I ship him out. I ship him. <laughs> I ship him out yesterday. But if it can work and they can take those uh, those breaks, then the, it definitely could be a title. I would say that they're they're number two in my books as far as favorites to go. Hey, let me ask you a question related to this. Maybe I just don't know, don't know anything. But if you're like in the in that whole trade, and Karis Levert goes to Indiana and gets a physical done, or sorry, Din, has, Dinwiddie. Did I say Dinwiddie who I, got hurt or Dinwiddie? Dinwiddie's hurt. Levert is. He's gone. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. And he gets to Indiana and takes his physical. That usually, in my understanding, is that like when you get traded, you have to take a physical, and that's the trade is pending that. And he has a mass on his kidney. How does that trade not get voided? I was thinking the same thing. I was looking in. Like, I, is it kind of is it kind of like a penalty in football where Indiana just is like shit? Never mind. We wanted to shed some cap space anyway, and we're just like. We decline. We decline the void, and we just want to keep them anyway. Or like, how does that work? Or is it just because it's James Harden, and I'm questioning the league? Like, vote like a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Vote of confidence, or if it was like hit it just it. seems it just seems odd. It seems like James Harden had to get out of Houston, and the three team trade was finally the thing that made it work. And they're like, oh Jesus Christ, like. Harris Levert, like of course this happened, but then they were just like, ah, whatever, it'll be okay, and they just let it go somehow. Like, what happens there? I'm it's confused by that. Very good point. It was very silent on that, and if yeah. it was a different player, I think it would have got a, definitely a lot more noise if that had happened to Kyrie. The, the trade would have been voided. Uh, I don't to answer your question. I don't know. I was looking into it. I didn't really find a lot of information, but it seems like you know, he's just like he's happy that it could have potentially saved his saved well, yeah. his, saved his life. But you're right. Indiana is now like, hey, well, now we don't have a, a guy. Um, but also yeah. they are looking to shed, um, cap space. And I think that they're looking to kind of not a, an entire rebuild, but they're looking to shed some, shed some contracts. So I think they get an exception with that injury now. So it's not, uh, as heavily on the books as what it once was. I saw, yeah, yeah, it, it, it was weird. You're right. Because those, you know, you often see that they're like, Nope, uh, trades cancel. But because it was such a high market, um, or high value trade, yeah. Maybe some yeah. things are swept under the rug. We never see that happen. <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> we never, never see that happen. So it's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be fun to watch uh, going forward. Uh, I hope Kyrie just comes back and shuts up and plays because I want to see Anthony Davis, LeBron James versus Kyrie, KD, and Harden in the finals. I really, yeah, I really want to see that, and I hope yeah. that uh, I hope that they can make that happen. Um, Joel Embiid. So they're gonna they're gonna have to go through. It looks like the Sixers, and I can't believe we're saying that, but it looks like they're gonna have to go through the Sixers, who are playing out of their minds right now. Simmons has had some injuries, um, but they look very, very good. Uh, Why can't right you now. believe you're saying that? Well, they're twenty. Joel Embiid, twenty six point four points per game, eleven point three seven is about eleven point three boards, two point eight assists. Philly's looking really good. I have no faith in Philly. And we and you were chatting the other day when he had that massive, massive game. And I'm going, he made me eat crow because he had 46, <laughs> 44 points, 46 points. And I'm a, I'm a Simmons guy because I just, not that I don't like Embiid. I just think his shelf life is going to be much shorter 
uh, than most because oftentimes you don't see these seven footers lasting that long. And we've seen you know, yeah. Joel Embiid have injuries in the past, but if they can continue this play, do they have any type of chance against Brooklyn? Yeah, absolutely. I think if anything, they they are potentially the only team in the East who does have a chance. I don't I don't think Milwaukee has the roster to take them on. I think that uh, if Embiid stays healthy, it's funny though that happened. That big game happened, and then the next night, like we were we were supposed to talk for that night, and the next night we scored nine. That's right but, against Miami. But only played, but only played twenty four minutes. Like I think it was, I don't know if it was back to back or what happened there. Like there was no foul trouble. It was just really weird. And I was going to chirp him a bunch for that. And then the next night he scored forty two again. <laughs> yeah. So that's part of my problem with them. Even though I don't know what that nine point was. That's kind of the outlier on the season. Like he had a couple fourteen point games, which I still think is ridiculous when you're that guy. But but in terms of Philly versus Brooklyn, like I don't, I'm not a Simmons guy at all. But if you're going to put value on Simmons at all, it is against it is in a playoff matchup against Brooklyn because of him defensively and his length. And he can be that guy. Like I don't know. Like I don't know who your matchups would be if you're playing Brooklyn. That's tough for anyone. But you can put him on on either Kevin Durant or James Harden, and and he'd hold his own. Mm-hmm. And then after that, you've got like in terms of not knowing if you thought you saw that coming from Philly. If Embiid stays healthy, if Simmons stays healthy. You know, I don't like Simmons mainly because of what he lacks on offense. Uh, the two big pickups they had this year that I feel like got uh, not ignored but underrepresented was Danny Green mm-hmm. and uh, Seth Curry. Yes, and like that team from two years ago when they almost beat the Raptors, they had JJ Redick, they had um, uh, well, they still Jimmy Harris, Jimmy. They yeah, they had Jimmy, and they had a couple of shooters. And I remember the next year, like being like, "Wow, how do you let JJ Redick go on that roster? Like, you need a couple guys on that team who can stand in the corner and hit threes." And I know Danny Green's been inconsistent, but that is what he does. It's the same as what Seth Curry does, and both of those guys are pretty damn good defensively that they don't get enough credit for. Yeah, that's certainly helped him. Uh, Danny Green keeps on plugging away. He tied, I, th- I believe, he tied the record for most threes hit by a by a seventy sixer. Did you see how many he took that game? No. He was 9 for 21 in three-pointers. <laughs> That's a lot of threes. Like, That's, a that lot. Insane. That's a lot of threes. Yeah. Uh, very good point, too, about that. But with the, the JJ, I could see why they could shed JJ's contract. I, I think it was like a, a one-year $25 million. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So that's a lot to pay JJ, especially since he's from Duke. Uh, I got yeah. I got to bring that up. Um, but, but I do. If you, I, if those guys stay healthy. Like you, like I, I like thinking of, and just in terms of what they can do offensively, but mostly defensively in that conference is Embiid at the rim, and then Simmons, Harris, Curry, and Danny Green all being guys, and that's without any of your bench really, other than Curry, I guess. But like they're all pretty decent defenders. Like they, I think they're a pretty good defensive team, and and I think, uh, I think, I mean, I I think they're better than Boston. They haven't played Milwaukee yet this year, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see that. I mainly want to see Embiid against Giannis and see if Embiid is still going to do that thing where when he plays good teams or like marquee matchups, he just folds like a cheap lawn chair. Yeah, I really don't want to see him do that. Like I want to cheer for that guy for some reason, but I he makes it very difficult sometimes. I agree. I agree. It's it's true. And if you look at the eastern eastern standings right now, it's a it's a dogfight. So you got 
Philly at the top of the leaderboard. They're only 10 and 5. Uh, they're number one. Boston's eight and five. Milwaukee's nine and six. Pacers eight and six. Nets nine and seven. Atlanta, Cleveland, both seven and seven. Then the Knicks squeaking into eighth place at eight and eight. And we go to our lovely Raptors, who are only three games out, but five and nine. Let's yeah. talk, let's talk about our Raptors a little bit here. All right. Where are we going? How 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 do you feel right now? What you're out of as a Raptors fan right now? How, out of 10, what's the likelihood of us making the playoffs? Out of 10? Yeah. I'll still give it a solid 7. 7, yeah. 7 or 8. I don't know. I think they still have like a lot more character than a lot of those bottom Eastern Conference teams. I mean, to me at this point, though, if you're going to be a 7 or 8 seed and we're literally talking about the Raptors contending with the Knicks or with Cleveland, then there's a bigger problem. <laughs> <laughs> like, like if it's still like, and we've had that conversation, right? So it was, what were they? They were like two and six or two and seven. And we were like, if this is the same way it is 20 or 30 games in. I mean, we said 30 games in, then you got to look at blowing it up a bit. And then they won a few in a row and you're like, okay, well now they're five and six or whatever, or five and seven or whatever the hell it was. Six and eight. I don't know. Then they lose a few in a row, and you're like, well, like, this is not, like, it's not good enough. Like, playing, like, going, like, win for loss at this point, like, they clearly need to go on a run. I don't know, I honestly don't know how you do that against this decent conference. That's really tough. Like, there's not too many holes in your schedule where you can go on that run, and, and they've had their chances with the West, to be honest with you, and with the Charlottes of the East. And not that they didn't win some of those games, but they definitely lost some they should have won. They certainly have. They certainly have. Yeah. And, you know, it's not, you don't almost want to pull the plug yet because, like you said, they're three games out and ahead of them are the Knicks and our um, teams like Charlotte, who has actually played quite well. It's been, I've been in, uh, enjoying watching them. But, and you, sorry, sorry. Of course you have. I got a horse in the race. I got a horse in the race. I love it. I love it. I would be going back and forth with them. They've been playing, they've been playing really well. Uh, I guess we're talking about the Raptors right now, but before we talk about uh, the Raptors and that LaMelo ball, um, LaMelo ball story. So if the Raptors choose to say, pull the plug, they end up shit in the bed for the next, um, say 10 games. And it looks like their playoff hopes are, are dwindling. So there's a couple options here. We both know you don't want to be in the middle of the pack. You want to be at the top or you want to be at the bottom top because you're in contention bottom because you get draft picks and can, can potentially shed some, some space for the cap. So next year's uh, free agents, we got Kawhi Leonard, Chris Paul. He's got a player option, which he'll probably sign Blake Griffin. No, thanks. Oladipo, uh, Drew Holiday, Kyle Lowry, which obviously uh, Drummond's uh, deal is coming up. John Collins, did Drew Holiday not sign a giant extension when he got to Milwaukee? Did he sign a Did he sign the extension in Milwaukee? I thought he did once he got there as part of the trade, but maybe I'm wrong. Okay, I, I don't know. Either okay. way, yeah. Okay, keep going. Uh, Spencer like, Spencer oh, Dinwiddie and Lamarcus Aldridge. So not not that this is a an action packed um, free agent class, but there's a lot of talent and good teammates in there. Dennis Schroeder is another one who you played against in Germany. Uh, yeah. of course, Lonzo ball, <laughs> uh, and then a few Mike Conley, 
uh, Montrez Harold. There's oh no, not Montrez anymore. But there's a lot of guys out there that are potentially uh, will be trade bait, trade bait, or free agents that maybe not are your stars and can lead you to the finals, but certainly great pieces uh, that could put you there for the right price. So I, I I don't know. I guess time will tell um, to see how they're doing. But I I don't know how to feel right now with the Raptors. I, I know it's a terrible thing to say as a fan, but I would be okay with them cleaning house and just saying, see you later. Thanks for, thanks for everything, but we're going to, we're going to look forward. Keep a little nucleus, of course, with maybe Freddie yeah. and Boucher and Powell OG. Like, you know, you don't want to shed the whole team, of course, because you have some great players, but as we both know, and as we, as we mentioned in basically every podcast that we've done, you need the star players to win. You need a star. Yeah. I just don't, I still stand by the fact that I don't think that, the stars coming to Toronto, so I think you need to you need to draft it or trade for it. At this point, you're not really trading for it unless unless at the deadline, like maybe you have a conversation with Kyle Lowry and you're like, "Hey, man, like, what is your what's your plan here? Do you want to stay in Toronto? Do you want to go like have a chance to win somewhere right now too? Also, you can do that. Like, it doesn't happen super often necessarily, but sometimes the guys who are a UFA the next year. You sit there with the management, and they're like, hey, we're going to send you out for a rental so we can get a couple picks back. You're going to go play in Philly for five months, mm-hmm. and then our, and our, we'd love to have you come back and sign with us for less money next year as a veteran. 100%. you really love it. Love it. And do something like that. I'd say, I'd say, honestly, I think you keep Pascal, Freddie, Boucher, and OG. You get rid of Norm Powell while he's still got some stock left in him. Uh, and then from there, I don't really care what happens outside of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Were you talking about uh, Norm Powell and his GoDaddy stocks and playing the and playing the piano? <laughs> I, terrible, I, I, terrible Norm commercials. Powell. Yeah, terrible. Are you not a Norm Powell fan? I'm not. No, no, no. Norm Powell's that guy that you play with, and <laughs> and you can't decide if you want him to start hitting shots or not because you need him to you need him to hit shots when he's open mm-hmm. but the same and he's going to keep shooting them till he hits one but the, he's that guy that like as soon as he does start hitting them then like it's a black hole then he just thinks that he's Kobe and is going to score 81 and just shoots everything he has and to it to a point where it's a detriment I'm not saying he's not had his moments where he's been very key for that team for sure and there were especially a couple of years ago when he was behind when Kawhi was a part of it and he had to be play more of a role, he embraced that role pretty well to be a champion. And I commend him for that. But I just feel like, I don't know, he's got to be coming up on a contract here or something. Like, I just feel like he's trying too hard or something. Yeah. 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 And I think we could, uh, like, yeah. And you're right. I think we, we could get a decent piece for him because yeah. him, him on another team, I, I could see him flourish um, in a, maybe, maybe a, a different role with some, with some better teams. Or he, could be a, he could be a great six man on a, on a championship contending roster. For yeah, sure. yeah. Yeah. Norm Powell, yeah. Norm Powell would be like with him going on, like say the Lakers, you know, I always yeah. think I, I compare it to like the Lulu lemon pants, like for girls, it always adds like two points. Like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like, yeah, like a six. Oh yeah. Those Lulu's on. It's like an eight. <laughs> so with Norm, Norm Powell, if he goes around, he's surrounded. His six now turns into an eight. <laughs> 
because he's just like he he doesn't have the top two defenders on him so now he can run freely and play a little better i don't know if that's a good uh, lulu analogy but that's what i'm sticking with (laughs) but uh obviously lowry has won a title but it's almost kind of like that ray bork situation where when he left boston you know you want to let you want to let him go and flourish and hopefully end his year and he's earned it and he's been very loyal to toronto so if he's got to leave and go chase a, another title, I'm I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. His jersey's going to be hanging in the rafters uh, one day, and uh, yeah. and deservedly deservedly so. But we've both played with guys like Norm Powell too. Um, oh yeah, that sure. just you know once they hit one shot, uh, they think it's they think it's uh, it's showtime, and yeah. a lot of the time that's uh, that's dangerous. And those are not guys that you definitely want to uh, want to play with. Was one guy that is uh, filling up the uh, stat sheet. Um, we mentioned it a little bit earlier. Lamelo Ball. Lamelo Ball. Eleven point one eight points a game. Six point eight rebounds. Six point eight assists. Six point one rebounds. Seventeen point eight per seven per, which is ranked sixty fifth in the league. Sixty fifth in the league. Not too bad. I. I'll start by saying. I had a moment after we were talking about Brooklyn for so long where I, I get angry, where I'm like, God, like I really hate that this is consuming so much of our basketball talk because, I mean, it has to with what's happened there with Kyrie and then the trade and all that stuff. I was like, but God, I hate these guys so much. Like, I hate talking about them. At least remember before, remember before when we could just talk about Kyrie and how much we didn't like him for five minutes and that was it? Yeah, but he's, he's somehow infiltrated our life even more now to the point where we have to like, like, take 20 minutes period to talk about his antics. <laughs> No, it's so true. All this stuff, but, all this stuff on the Ringer NBA Facebook page. Everybody's just like, "Don't post another Kyrie thing. We're tired of this." Sorry, I can't. And then off. I just stopped myself, and I just stopped myself from thinking that because I was like, "But what's worse? Is it worse that every time we talk, I have to talk about Lamella Ball now?" I think I don't know. I like they're they're both pretty shitty. <laughs> <laughs> they're both pretty shitty situations for me. But I, I'll give Lamella. Like I'll never. I'll give Lamelo his due. He's playing very well, mm-hmm. but I will also say, like, come on, like, it's it. What is it? It's literally between him and Wiseman now, and Wiseman is just Edwards. I don't know. Sorry, Edwards as well. Oh, yeah, Edwards. Ed- yeah, Edwards, I, Halliburton. I don't know. I don't know if anyone on, on Minnesota will ever win anything ever again. To be honest with you, so <laughs> <laughs> that's true. He might he might have to score thirty a game for anyone to look at what's happening in Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. They might win some frostbite at some point in time, uh, but that's maybe. Did you see them? Did you see how they lost to Orlando the other night? I did. That was a choice. Uh, Cole Anthony, class, classic Minnesota UNC, like, UNC boy. Yeah, absolutely. And they were interviewing uh, his dad. His dad was actually doing the game, uh, so oh, really? Cole Anthony had the uh, the interview with him after the game, and then they went back and uh, they had Greg Anthony on there as well, which which got to be a really special moment for his dad. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, that was nice. Um, that was nice to see. But yeah, Lamelo Ball is playing well. I don't know. I mean, I honestly think that you and I have had the conversations about rebounding. If he's a six-seven guard, there's enough guards who try to just get out on the break to get easy baskets, and enough big men who are lazy that if you're six-seven guard and want the ball, I think you're getting a lot of rebounds, especially in a three-point shooting league. And he seems to want it, which I respect. And he's got <clears throat> he's got great court vision. Like he's obviously a great passer, which I love to watch too so if he's hitting shots all of a sudden or getting the chance to score and he does have those games right where he's like 0 for 11 mm-hmm. but he does come back and he'll have a game where he's like 5 for 10 I love that he's not shooting like 20 of them games just because he's a, a top 3 pick that he thinks he has to do that and he seems to be 
doing the things for his teammates that he needs to do. Um, so those are like, I, I like all those things about him for sure. I just really like, I really didn't think that I would be on the flip side of the regret of this bet at any point, but I, here I am. Yeah, because, and I'm not, and I'm, and I know, I, you know, sometimes I will throw a little shots to you here and there, but I'm actually not bringing it up to rub it in because I'm actually shocked that he's, that he's playing this well. Because after the first game when he went scoreless, I'm like, oh, like, here we go. And we know, uh, we know Jordan's record with uh, being uh, the owner and drafting players. Not great. Not great. Yeah. Not, not yeah. great. Jordan, the player, best. Jordan, the, the general manager, not so great. So, yeah. I obviously had a couple of drinks when I made that bet <laughs> and then our last podcast we were uh I was pretty worried about that. Now, I don't know. There's still a lot of still a lot of basketball left, but like you said, yeah. he just what I hear about him, he's a great teammate. He works his yeah, ass like off. He yeah. he busts his ass. Great guy and uh is just like a joy to be around. So, um, for that, you know, that's, that's not an easy, that's not an easy thing to, to, to fit in when you're that young and have all that pressure on you and you have your dad yapping in the background, but, um, I got to give the guy, got to give the guy props and, uh, I like what he's doing and I, I like that style of player and I, that's probably, you know, where we differ too. Like you're not a Simmons guy. Um, and I'm, I am more of a Simmons guy, even though he can't shoot. I like the facilitators, guys who D guys who do a a little bit of everything. So it'll be curious I, to see where he where he uh, where he lands and how, and how how this year transpires, and then obviously going forward. Sorry, I, I will. I just want to like throw in a, a, a I don't know a comment. I'm not not I'm not I'm not a Simmons guy as your number two guy that's getting a max contract. That's what I'm not. I like him as a guy on your team, just not for what they all said he was going to be doing. Yeah. Okay. That's why. Like his contract to me is like. It's not that far off from being the guard version of Rudy Gobert's contract. There, I said it. <laughs> <laughs> they are primarily defenders, which are like generally undervalued in this league at this point. But mm-hmm. you need them now, especially with all these super teams. Mm-hmm. And he's a, he's a good passer, but but quite like is there is it not weird too that like you respect Lamelo Ball's shot more than Ben Simmons? Like Ben Simmons' passing is going to eventually. And slowly, in my mind, has taken a hit because there's no threat of scoring. Yeah, like you have you have to have the threat of scoring for people to respect you enough to play up on you for you to be able to make these kind of passes to the guys that are on your team. You've yeah. just got more guys to pass to now. It's true. Yeah, I would I would respect uh, Doris Burke's shot more than Ben Simmons. Yeah, like I'd love that. I'd love Ben Simmons as a number three on a really good team. Yeah. But I don't like him as the number two for Philly. I, I think you honestly have to get to a point where you're considering Tobias Harris your number two before him. Yeah, yeah, especially scoring wise, for sure. Scoring, scoring wise, wise, for sure. For he's sure. an expensive. Yeah. He's an expensive either number one or number two, whichever way you look at. It. You're you're right. And can he can he get it done? And I think the question is, anybody can do anything in the regular season. But are you going to win four rounds with Ben Simmons being that being that guy and not being able to shoot? I think the answer. The worst part is like. Even as someone who can't shoot, like why, like you're you're almost if if not seven feet tall as a guard, like you can't figure out how to be a a, a post matchup problem. Like I feel like I don't know what he's doing still. That's my problem with him too. Mm-hmm. Like figure out how to shoot in the off season. You can't you can't figure out matchups to the point. I know Embiid's down there, but at the same time, you can't tell me that with the roster they have that you can't have him and Embiid working out like some sort of high low where you put Simmons on the low. <laughs> 
drag one of the, the guards who's covering him down low and let Simmons work from the elbow down. Or, sorry, Embiid work from the elbow down. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be sweet. But for some reason, he shows, like, he won't go to the post. He can't shoot a three. He very, very rarely can hit any sort of, like, pull-up. Like, I don't know what he's doing. That's why he averages seven, or not seven, but that's why it feels like he scores, like, seven or eight points a game because it's just a couple offensive rebounds or layups here and there. It's true. It's true. That's, that's my only issue. I mean, sure, there's a lot of issues there, but I just, if he could embrace some sort of role to still be able to score and get like 15 to 17 points a game, that'd be huge for them. Yeah. Yeah. And now he's got the, the injury bug as well. His knee. Yeah. The non contact injury, which is a little bit scary uh, to yeah, see his, nice. knee go, his knee goes. So injuries with them, man. Him and Embiid. Um, Injuries, injuries, injuries. It's always, it's always seems to be something where they can get no kind of no rhythm, no rhythm going because yeah. none of them are really, are really playing. Get this kind of cohesive unit together uh, and clicking on all cylinders. And then it goes back to even further is uh, Doc Rivers. Can Doc Rivers yeah. get the most? We know like Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers is a great guy in in war. You know, with the Donald Sterling hand uh, scandal, he's a great guy to be your spokes guy spokesperson yep. you know he can get up in front and he's got all these great quotes and ubuntu with the celtics and yada 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 but when push comes to shove we've seen that he's not a very good coach in crunch crunch time situations we've seen it um and can he get the best of these guys i don't think they can and that's why they, I, I think they need to make a move they really need to make a move um on that i thought Embiid was the move i still think Embiid is the move for another star but i don't know i don't know i i don't know I don't know where they go. I don't know either. I don't know where they go. I'm done talking about Philly. Are you done talking about Philly? Yeah. <laughs> talking yeah. about ben, Sim- ben Simmons, who's an NBA player, has all this time, all the time in the world, and he can't make a jump shot. Yeah, you got no excuse if he can't score in the NBA. Speaking, God. speaking of somebody that could score, we're on the anniversary date of Kobe Bryant scoring yeah. 81 points against our beloved Raptors, January 2nd, 2006. I don't know if I've ever told you this before, but I uh, I had a buddy who was actually at that game. Really? Uh, when I lived out west in Lake Louise, there's a, there's a ton of Australians there, but one of my Australian buddies, um, he was there. His dad was a pilot, and he was down. Huh. And when he flew over, um, he, went, he was in L.A., and there was the game. And so his dad took him to that game. So he saw that, uh, that 81 performance. Uh, 81 point performance which that's pretty cool yeah 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 pretty uh pretty neat to be there um to witness that but uh and then we're also coming up on his death on the 26th which um i can't believe that's almost a year ago yeah it's pretty wild i feel like it in some ways it feels like it i can't believe it's a year ago but also it feels like it was even longer ago yeah Maybe because of like the way the NBA season's been, like like we've basically gotten two different seasons within the same calendar year, right? Mm-hmm. I guess that always kind of, happens, but it feels different this time. And uh, with all the COVID shit and all that, it just seems yeah, it seems odd. So much has happened yeah. <laughs> in that time. Weird? Like, do you remember what you were doing when that happened? I do. Yeah, like I feel like isn't that weird? That's one of those sports moments for like in our in our lives. That is one of those. Like, there's not how many times can you say that in life? Do you remember what you were doing at this moment? In my head, the first two that pop up on very different scales are Kobe Bryant. Sorry, I guess I have three. And two involve Kobe. One is when Kobe died. Two is when Kobe got 81. And three is uh, 9-11. Yeah. Those are three immediately that if someone said, like, oh, like, 
name me a time that you remember. What were you doing on this date? And I can tell you exactly, or when this happened, I can tell you exactly what I was doing. It's true. It's one of those things. Princess, Di- I'd add Princess Diana um, yeah. for, for me when, when she passed. But you're right. I remember I was in Oshawa. I was in my vehicle and I was looking on Instagram and I saw on Bob Mannery, uh, randomly enough had post had posted it and he he was one of the obviously after tmz um yeah. who broke it and i remember watching it going no fucking way like <laughs> no way this can't be real like like everybody did and uh and then you saw it happen and everything that transpired but it's it's crazy we're four days away from that being a year anniversary so um it's sad. It's still sad to think about Kobe and just really how he changed around his career and, and really just, yeah, sure. and you know, I read uh, recently, well, I guess it's a couple months ago now, the three ring circus and to go back and look at Kobe Shaq and that whole saga that they had, yeah. you know, on paper, very successful run, but behind the scenes was very, very, very messy. And Kobe's legacy, if he would truly change over the last five years. A lot of younger people don't Absolutely. don't re, don't realize that we do because we have a problem because we yeah. it and we inject this stuff in our veins. But uh, for your casual fan, they just know Kobe as this you know this superstar. But Kobe was a very polarizing figure, and yeah. uh, his his uh, popularity. Um, not that he really ever cared about it, but secretly he did. His popularity was not. At a, at a high, especially after the scandal that happened in Colorado yeah. with every yeah. uh, everything that transpired there, and then his Shaq feud, and then him just you know just not looking like he ever felt comfortable in his own skin. And I, I yeah. remember watching that and having the chats when we were younger, just going, "He just wants to be Michael Jordan. Like you just be like, yeah. why can't he just be himself? Everything just looks like an act and, and choreographed." But as yeah. he, but as you saw him get older and kind of got a little bit more comfortable in his skin and could be like a normal, a normal guy, it was really great to see him uh, come into his, the player that you saw and just kind of the guy that kind of you saw underneath all of that. Um, yeah, yeah. So I, you know, what I heard actually was a deal that he was going to do. Uh, he was going to get away from Nike and he was going to start his own uh, entire apparel line and shoes. Yeah, I read that too, and it was all it was going to be for. Was it like what was the? It was oh, oh it was all going to be owned by players, right? Mm-hmm. It was be a company like the, all the shares were going to be just just players. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool, yeah. Which is very cool, kind of Green Bay Packers ownership mentality. Yeah. Which made me think. Yeah. I wonder if we can see. I, I wonder if we'll see more of that going forward. We've seen you know we've seen it flop with Big Baller brand, but that's just because it was it was shit, and I don't think there was enough money up front. And then obviously when yeah. Levar Ball is your spokesperson, anything can happen. Uh, but I wonder if we'll be. I wonder if we're going to see any more of that going forward with, uh, with with players looking to take a little bit more ownership over their brands. I would imagine so. Yeah, I would think so, just because there's so many more players that are have other business interests, if if not for any other reason, just because they have so much more money these days than they used to, and more say in things. So, yeah, I might get a I might get a Starberry tattoo on my head. That would be pretty sweet. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to get matching starberry tattoos on our head yikes <laughs> uh, yikes poor Kobe poor family yeah. poor family um, but what a legacy what a legacy he left I love Kobe I love his tenacity um, but I, I I certainly wavered on him uh, over the years but always yeah, always uh, enjoyed watching him play and his tenacity definitely Definitely. Yeah, buddy. Well, 
Do we miss anything that uh, that, we want, that, we, that we wanted to cover? We we found out that Hargan, Harden was hungry to get to yeah. uh, <laughs> to get to um, Brooklyn. That's going to be fun to watch. Uh, we covered some of our raps. We covered KD. We covered a little bit of LeBron and AD. And we're what 15, 17-ish games into the season, and the Knicks are in the yep. playoffs. If the Knicks, if it, if it started today, the Knicks are in the playoffs. So that's good. That's good for the Canadian contingent, RJ Barrett, and see uh, see some teams that we haven't seen be competitive in a while, be competitive. So that's that's nice to see. Yeah, it would be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I got to get. I, sorry, you told me two years ago that we would have a hour and a bit of time to talk about basketball, and most of it was taken up by the Brooklyn Nets, Joel Embiid, and uh, <laughs> Lamelo Lamelo Ball instead of the four minutes of Raptor talk, I would have been very surprised, but yeah. here we are. Yeah, 2021. 2021, <laughs> baby. 2021. Yeah, buddy. Well, I got to get down to Kingston soon and I need to have like eight burgers. Um, cause I see burger okay. Wednesday every day. So yeah. I, I need to, uh, I need a burger in my life. I don't need a burger in my life, but I need a burger in my life. Um, so hopefully I can get down there and, and say what's up, but it's good to catch up with you over the phone and do this again, buddy. Yeah, always, but, all right, man. We will catch you on the flip side. And thanks again for coming on there, Big Rig. Always a pleasure. Or sorry, Jean, Paul. That's a different day, all right? A different day. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I learned a lot about you. Uh, yeah, I know. Okay. All right. All right, Mitchie. All right, buddy. All right, we'll Take talk care. to you soon. Okay. Bye-bye. Exit your show like I exit the turnpike. Dyson Dynamite.